do you feel that white people's reaction to police brutality has gotten better over the last seven years? That's a good question. Reaction. So the general public's reaction. Yeah. Like the, just the, I mean, obviously you're going to have your individuals who are still saying ignorant, all their ignorant statements, but like, I would say general after, after the past week, given the George Floyd situation, recipes to George Floyd, by the way. Yes. Um, Given the last week the situation, I would say, yeah, I would say this is the most outrage, like, this is the most action I've seen. Yeah. Um, it's sad that, you know, you said the last seven years, it's sad that this has to be a question that's, you know, even being compared to mm-hmm. 2013, you know? Yeah. Um, I was going to say seven but, years is just a little time frame. Yeah. I was just thinking compared to, like... But if we're comparing I, to like the Trayvon Martin, yeah, situation, like I was remember Trayvon Martin was the last. I mean, there's been times to like Eric between, Garner, yeah, who died in a similar fashion as George Floyd. Um, yeah, I would say this is the most outcry I've seen, especially when it pertains to police brutality against Black people. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I've still heard obviously the ignorance, and I've heard people who are kind of tone deaf to it, and you know, do the whole. It's a bad cop. It's not all bad cops, you know. Uh, Blue Lives Matter, that whole thing, which is just completely tone deaf to what the actual issue at hand is. And I yes. get, you know, I get why those are said, but like, you know, that's they're not, not the wrong. T- <laughs> they're not <laughs> wrong in their statements. Like yeah, all lives do matter. All yeah. lives do matter, but it's not sense, the the point of this right now is focusing on one specific issue, which is the mistreatment of black people. When and police, that that's yeah. the the systematic racism. The se- systematic racism um, that is the main issue right now. We're not saying that other lives don't matter or whatnot, but exactly that is exactly what the issue is right now at hand, and they're trying to, de- and they're literally trying to move the conversation away from that yeah. just so they don't have to speak on something they feel uncomfortable with. It's unfortunate because there was riots that happened, of course, and there's riots that are still happening. Yeah. At one point, I do believe those riots were on the part, maybe some part of the black community, you know, who was who, sure. was who was in the protests, you know, not just, of course, there was black people involved in the riots. But, uh, yeah, that maybe it was some protesters that were, you know, for the movement that got to riots. But there was also, you know, there's been proof that, you know, people were setting up bricks for people to throw in some of these cities, which I 100 percent believe. Of course. But, uh, you know, over time. What happens is what always happens with a big story or especially a story about race is and it's exactly what happened with Colin Kaepernick with his cause and his movement, which was to bring attention to this exact issue, which mm-hmm. was, you know, now it's all about the riots. Yeah. And the riots, as we've seen in some cities like Boston, New York City, there we've seen some great silent protests. You know, it's. There is a lot of great silent protests going on. Oh, of course. But, you know, but there's I mean, there's silent I'm about what there, people heard, like I don't watch the news ever because it's I don't I either. think the shit's just negative all around. Like you can still keep up with what's going on without watching a news channel, you know? For sure. Um and I think it's just so fucking negative and overwhelmingly negative. And we know how like Fox News is and how biased to the conservative side Fox News can be like, you know, they always have to issue apologies for what they say on air and shit. That's yeah. neither here nor there. But, you know, you see a lot of them just lumping in the protesting with the rioting, which is easy to do. And it's easy to paint that picture that this is what's going on. All these protesters aren't protesting. They're causing just as much anger when it's 
I doubt, I mean, I don't know the percentage. I'm not keeping up like that, but I, it would be hard for me to believe that most of those protesters are the ones rioting. I think that was the case the first night in Minneapolis because that was such a fucking terrible and unfortunate and disgusting situation. But yeah, I mean, since then, that- it's been a lot of people just taking advantage of the situation. Um, I was talking to her aunt today, actually. I think I was honestly like the way the coronavirus is going and like how it's, you know, some we were in the South. The South's kind of opened up. Yep. Um, Vermont's kind of on its way to open up and whatever. And, you yep. know, a lot of other states, I think some states are still on shutdown. Like we're still technically on shutdown, whatever. But I think I think something like this, as far as the rioting was, gonna, if this was going to go on all summer, you were going to get riots, honestly, eventually. And it would have took whether it was police brutality, whatever. It was going to be any sort of small, small or big issue. This is a catalyst. Uh, that's what I think. I mean, I, I was like, I don't think the riots would have been to this proportion, right. but I do think, I do agree with you. I do think there would have been some sort of, because especially with a world that we live in, when one thing happens somewhere, it's going to happen other places. Mm-hmm. All it would have taken was there being, I say a riot in New York city, breaking into stores. Then you would have seen the same It's a copycat world. So you would have seen it, in LA, you would have seen it. So I do believe that the riots would have happened. I've just kind of seen. I, I got to say, like, just been as big, right? Just being on, absolutely, that's for sure. But you know, definitely the first over the weekend when all this first really popped off, and yeah, we needed to take take action. You know, there was, yeah, there was a lot of bad blood, but you know, shit, that's no exaggeration. Four hundred years of mm-hmm. anger built up between black people and black families and you know that's what it's gonna be <laughs> it's yeah, what's it's gonna, gonna be you gotta expect like and that's i get people to understand that and that's when you gotta have that conversation you know we're kind of touching on it here but like you know if you genuinely don't understand out there if you're a white person or whoever you don't have to be white but uh, you know whatever if you're not familiar ask someone who if you got a friend of another race or another ethnicity whatever Research, do things. The racism isn't just against black people in this country. If you're no, no, if you're no. a minority, you know, you're gonna have it against you in some way in this country. And that's just a fact. Same thing with women. It's just a fact, but you know, black people's history with racism in this country is a little bit more profound, I guess you could yeah. say. Um so Yeah. So that's sure. where you get the emotions from this past week. But again, you know, I just hate that it always seems to get diverted and not necessarily from the people. Usually to me, from the mainstream media because you know a lot of your just everyday people are just going to be watching the news all that that's how they're going to get informed on all this and it's going to be a narrative more so than what the actual story is because you'll see on twitter from these protests a lot of violence incited by the police you yes. know and uh actually right before we got on here you were talking to me about what time you wanted to go and i didn't even answer you because i was watching this video of uh it was buffalo police and they were i don't know if they were my i didn't really see but it's a group of policemen i guess they're it looked like they were on their way to like the grounds where there might be a protest yep and a senior citizen a male he was walking towards the police and he didn't really seem like he was causing any real dissension but like he was you know he showed some emotion i couldn't really tell it didn't seem like he was a bother and again this Mm -hmm. is like a 75 80 year old man and the cops just shoved him he landed on the back of his head and uh, he was kind of unconscious and a cop when I think the guy who shoved him, I, I watched it really quick. I didn't, yeah. So I'd have to watch it again. But the cop who shoved him went to go like help the old man, and then another cop kind of butted in to like have him keep walking. They kept walking. The dude was laying motionless. I don't think the man passed away, thank God. But uh, it was just a harmless old like, man. He like, shoved him, you know, and he went straight back on his 
the back of his head and it's just shit like that like yeah we know all cops aren't bad cops but you know what of course they're not not when every you, person's bad when when you see that representation what especially black people get or anybody any minority trust me it's i've i had a professor say once you know like him just being a white male with long hair he's like i've already got he said himself, he's like, I already got some like cops against me. They're going to look at me a different way than an average white person. He's like, imagine what it's like for black people. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that's exactly, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that was a good way I mean, of crystallizing for white people who might not get it. Yeah, and it's also like... And by the way, when we say white people, because you might, I mean, we're two, obviously two black people. If we ever say white people on a podcast, doesn't necessarily mean all white people. It's a certain group of white people. So yeah. white people don't get it right now, we're talking to you. We're not talking to the white people who do get it. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Um, And it's... And like, I mean, obviously, as people do, they people stereotype black people. They think, I mean, that's also like in the hood. Like, if you're a black person who lives in the inner city, you're going to be thought of as, oh, you're a quote unquote hoodlum or something. Like when people stereotype things like that, yeah, all unfortunately, the time. unfortunately, it's deeper than that, you know. Oh, oh no, it is. I'm just saying on the surface level. So like, we're so black people or minorities, and we want to say just black people are going to see cops sometimes and think. That they're gonna in their first thought is gonna be bad because that's what they're associated with with everything, and I also wanted to say that it's going to be obviously change is going to take it's gonna take time, but I think the change I think the hardest thing with change is going to be the fact that the oldest people uh, that the people who are in control of the world like the Senate and everything mm-hmm. are still anywhere from fifty five to eighty five year old mostly males who are stuck in their ways of growing up from the 40s to the 70s. And it's it's sad because I've been talking with a bunch of my friends mm-hmm. and we live in a predominantly white area. So obviously, it's uh-huh. like for people who don't, and we live in a predominantly white area. So talking to all of our friends, all of my friends was like, how can we help? Mm-hmm. Like, how can we do our part? Mm-hmm. And it sucks because... They can do their part, but they can do it in just such a minute way because they can only do it with their family and like the little people around. Like uh, every little bit matters, but it's the people who don't think that they need help or the people who still Mm, will fly like around here will will drive around with the Confederate flag on their truck Mm -hmm. without knowing even what in what that what that actually signifies. Like there's things like that that are going to continue to drive this, and that's why, as I was saying before with the people who control a large majority of the country uh-huh. and their movements being older white men, mm-hmm. it's going to be hard to progress far. It's going to be hard to progress. I've got optimism. Two reasons. One is the action that was taken against, for instance, like with the Minneapolis, like their main mm-hmm. police department. Yeah. Like I know, I believe if it was the Vikings or the University of Minnesota I think it was the Vikings are no longer going to have them part of like their security team and I saw other like major Minnesota like you know whether it's a sports team or just some like just big corporations corporations around like they're cutting all ties with the police department like their main police department um so that's that's good that's something we haven't seen that's a step the other reason why i'm optimistic because it's going to take stuff like that whenever stuff like this happens whether it's police brutality or whoever you got to cut ties with these people um but other other thing i'm optimistic about is the next generation uh you know we bash Mm -hmm. i think 
think my generation, I think especially the generations older than us, are definitely bashing the kids who are in high school now, and they're gonna be in college. Of course, you know, within the next one to four years. The millennials. Yeah, right. Well, they would be. Well, I mean, they're past the millennials. Yeah, that but like, millennials will be our generation. I think they're. I feel like they're every, Gen Z. I, I don't know. Yeah, I but they, I feel like they call everyone that's young millennials. Yeah, that's what they would call it. Yeah, cause, yeah. But, but they're uh, not. But they call. But that next generation, I have. I think. I think that generation's really. I want to say smarter than past generations, but they're more savvy and more hip to how the world actually is. You know yes. what I mean? They're not as naive to what, to well, they, what, like how the country's run. Where yeah. I think our generation, our generation was kind of the last of, probably the first being like, "What the fuck is really going mm-hmm. on here?" You know what I mean? Well, the every generation has that, but I think this next generation of kids is really. Yeah, and this, be great for this country. In the social media, because in the social media age, it opens up the whole country to the world. Yeah. Rather than like, I mean, obviously we have to read things in newspaper, hearsay, and you can everything can get changed when you're talking between one person to another. When you can visually see and visually read and hear everything that everyone's saying, mm-hmm. and they're the and this is the first real generation who's grown up with all of that at their fingertips throughout their entire gen entire entire lifetime. Because mm-hmm. us was. When we became teenagers, mm. when we really had that. So I think them having the access to all the world's information easier oh, yeah, than ever definitely, yeah. definitely is going to help them. It can sometimes it can hurt in some aspects, but definitely yeah. in this aspect, I believe it will help because it'll they be like, ah, oh, I don't I don't like that. Yeah. Like, I, And they can say that at 10 instead of seeing that at 24. Yeah, exactly. No, that's a good which point. Which changes everything. That's a good point. Like, yeah, I, I think in a, you made a good point. Like if it's. I think in some ways it makes them emotionally immature. Yes. But not not in the way, like socially, I think it makes them way more mature. I agree. Uh, because but, they, they learn is, quicker. Yeah, it's, it's it's scary, but I think it's necessary. It's natural. You know, it's going to happen. The more technology you have, it's going to happen. Yeah, and, and I was going to say, technology has its ups and downs, but technology, I mean, I would rather have the technology we have now than go back to a lot of all the old tech, old t- technology that we did or didn't have. Hell yeah. For sure. Oh yeah. I want to give a shout out to the city of Burlington because they, this past weekend, they had, they did a great job of uh, having their peaceful protests against oh, really? the police. Yeah, they, they were outside the police station, be Burlington police station and, um, you know, protest, protested, had a great dialogue with the police uh, without being hostile. Um, you know, they... <laughs> they social distance by the sounds of it. They all masked up. Like it was. Oh, good. Sound like a real positive. Because Burlington has low key has some you know police issues of their own. And uh, I I don't know, know I don't go to Burlington much. I didn't know. I was just you know just being on the internet. Didn't know if you've seen, but they've had two or three police brutality incidents regarding people of color and regarding mm. white people as well. Um, but that's a story for a different day. And uh, you know if anybody. Out of the protest, there's actually you know a few people who took part. Um, if they want to come on and discuss, that'd be pretty cool. So we could hear yes, how their sure. experience went. But uh, yeah, you know, uh, it's the Warner Brothers podcast. There was no way we were not gonna have a take on this. So oh, of course, you know, I and just want to. The last thing I want to touch on. Sorry to cut you off. Oh, was no, uh, you know the unfortunate thing about this with the I mentioned how Burlington was having social distancing. A lot of these places with the riots and all that. They're Right next to each other. It's going to suck that the COVID numbers, A, that's not even being talked about, but the COVID numbers are going to probably go up and the oh, cases are going to yeah. go up. Yeah. And that shit's unfortunate. But Very. You know, we'll see. One thing at a time. But to me, 
shit would have popped off regardless. It's unfortunate that it had to be this. But yeah, I think yes. the rats were coming regardless, honestly. I agree with that. And with... with speaking I'm, of, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was about to say, I'm actually shocked that they were social distancing, speaking of COVID, yeah. in, in the riots, but yeah. Oh, with the protests in Berlin? Yeah, 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 I was surprised that they're actually social distancing and had masks and everything. That's cool that they're really taking what's going on in the world serious, but also <laughs> protesting. and Typical you know, Vermont, you know, yeah. <laughs> following the rules and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, about COVID, transition to basketball. Basketball is going to be back by the looks mid-July. Uh, let me look oh here. My to be, goodness. So it's going to be 22 wait. teams. I cannot wait. going to be 22 teams, like eight regular season games to figure out the seeding for the eighth seed, uh, 13, 13 Western Conference teams, eight Eastern Conference yep. teams, I believe. Nine, actually, I think uh, the Washington Wizards were invited. Let oh, were they? Oh, yep. Yeah, nine, that 13. Yeah, that would be 22. Let me see when the return date is. I believe it's July 31st, actually. July 31st, July okay. So they're going to have a little training camp, have a little mini regular season. Sounds like six games per day to get the eight regular season games up, then the playoffs. And I think it'll be Eastern, Western. See yeah. from there, so that'll be cool. So that'll, I'm I'm very very excited. It's going to be really really weird without fans. I can't wait. I hope it's like a pickup ball atmosphere. I hope we can hear most of what the, you know, yeah. I would pay extra money to hear what the fuck they're saying on the court. That's exactly to like, be I don't, honestly. If I had to pay like ten dollars, like I would do, like I would pay the ten dollars. I'm watching that. I'll watch that over the censor version to hear what I hear hear their squeaks and all that on the court. Like yeah, the sneaker squeaks. I really yeah, hope, um, and I'm assuming they're censored. gonna have like the like play by plays. Mm-hmm. I'm, I would yeah, assume. I'm just I would assume. Either way, I mean, those would be three people any two to two to three people anyways every game. So I feel like that that'd be fine. Facts. If they're gonna have the camera crew there too, I feel like there's no reason they shouldn't have them. And who do you think benefited the most from the break? It's hard to say. I would say maybe a team. Like Philly or Boston off the top, like Kemba, I'll speak from the Celtics perspective, he was battling a knee injury. Mm-hmm. Now he's probably fully healthy. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets, if if they bring back Kyrie and Durant, that's a huge benefit for them. So I would oh, say yeah. if they come back, that's obviously they benefit yeah. the most. Because I think nobody really benefited. The Sixers, I think, did just because Ben, ben Simmons. Simmons was... Joel Embiid's questionable every game he's ever played. Yeah. And Ben Simmons' <laughs> is back was actually he may have missed the whole playoff so that's good yeah and he's like fully healthy and so. Kawhi Leonard from the Clippers maybe just because Kawhi's body we don't know about on a day-to-day mm-hmm. basis yeah, and but Paul, like Paul George definitely fully healthy now. yeah you know I mean teams like that so, so that in that sense it's I would say it killed like the Raptors as the I was, about, I was gonna say that the, the Raptors are especially like you said if Durant and Kyrie come back mm-hmm. and it sounds like Kyrie sounds like to me is that Durant if he came back Kyrie would come back. Yeah. Um, I would think maybe if Kyrie's healthy, I'd hope he would. And I mean, who cares? Kyrie, way, but, but, you know, I would think he would anyway. But we'll see. We'll, we'll find out more within the next month. It's crazy to think we're already in June. Yeah. I think the Nuggets and the Raptors, like those teams, because mm-hmm. I feel those are the t- those two teams just in particular that come to my head are teams that build or that work very well, especially the Raptors with their chemistry. Mm-hmm. And I think this time off kind of can hurt that instant chemistry i mean i know the raptors kind of have that championship dna now after yeah. winning it last year but they were a team that war was not star driven mm-hmm. but they were player and like their 10 that they played every game driven and nick nurse being a great coach so i think that could have hurt them yeah well 
we'll definitely have a feel for like who really is in rhythm and how much of an effect it really did have with those eight regular season games because you're yeah. going training camp right into the regular season and then postseason. I, you know, it's really you're gonna look at the stars to really carry it at all, which you would anyway. But mm-hmm. you're really gonna look for the stars to carry the team in this. So I mean, I'd say any team that really is star heavy or star driven, like the Lakers. In a pickup situation, I think that almost benefits them. The now Rockets, it benefits the Rockets. I think yeah. them having Westbrook any, and Harden. Having any team that you have, like, top-tier talent, I think those really benefit. And, you know, in that case, you know, the Nuggets, I think they'll actually be okay because they Jokic. got a lot of yeah. pretty good players than Jokic. Who knows if he's – I saw a picture of him the other day, and he looked nuts. He looked, In the sense of fat? Was he was he back out of I'd shape? I'd have to show you a picture. He looked like a seven foot. I sent it to Andrew and Steve in a group chat, and I said it looked like a seven foot, like Newport Center kid. Like. <laughs> okay, okay, that's <laughs> he, all I need to know. So it was more of the facial hair, but he, he just had like a baggy uh, t-shirt. He looked wild, but um, do you think that these eight games at all could affect the MVP race? I wouldn't think so. Uh I wouldn't really know what would have to. I mean, unless someone dropped six, like if LeBron, like if we're saying LeBron's number two, uh, if it's LeBron pretty much averaged LeBron like and sixty, maybe. But I think Giannis has got it to me. I was gonna uh, say because I, I know be, that the obviously at right before the end of the season, the cutoff of the season, yeah, LeBron, the LeBron MVP train was starting to get steam. Yeah. Not that he was gonna win it, but like that, it was come. He was creeping closer and closer, and I thought that the last would have been seventeen games. Mm-hmm. Would have actually was gonna actually really be pivotal for the MVP race. So mm-hmm. I don't know if these eight games, like if we kind of all forgot what happened before, and like these eight games are gonna be like, right. oh, LeBron James goes off and averages thirty five, ten, and twelve, and it's I like, would, oh, he may he was the MVP for the season. I would think whoever like the media had going, for like, yeah, for like whoever was at their deadline for all the awards, I think that would pretty much be set in stone, especially yeah. being only eight games back. Give a quick shout out. Give a happy birthday to our little cousin Brandos' birthday yesterday. Happy 18th to you, Brandon. He's an adult. <laughs> and uh, Grown boy. <laughs> and uh, congrats, Tim. He's graduating this Saturday. So congrats on graduating. Happy birthday. Congrats to the whole class of 2020 on graduating. Good luck on your futures, all that. Looking forward to tomorrow. Tomorrow's the first Friday. I'm going to see my friends in months. At least since February, really. Yeah, I haven't seen... I don't think I've seen really anybody till like that with the week is shut down or like the week before. So for me, since March... Actually, I mean, I've said, we've had a few people here, so I can't say that, but the group we're hanging out with tomorrow, we haven't seen most of them since January, February, March. So that'll be cool. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, I expect something funny will happen that we'll be able to share on here. So I'll be... I can almost guarantee that'll happen tomorrow. Oh, of course. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that as well. I haven't seen them in a while, and it's going to be great to see our family again. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) We're going to be back on Sunday discussing music. Mostly music. Might have a guest. Who knows? Might have a guest and discussing definitely what we've done tomorrow. Well, Warner Brothers, we're out.